Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the nuclear threat, the war in Ukraine reaches a dangerous new level after Russian troops capture Europe's largest nuclear plant and force employees to work at gunpoint. The Russian military bears down on Ukraine, fighting for the country's nuclear facilities. As the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations says, the world has narrowly averted catastrophe. Tonight, the attacks on civilians, the heartbreaking scene of a father mourning his 16-year-old son. And the chaos at the Kyiv train station, families torn apart as women and children flee for safety. Plus this scary video of Russian troops ambushing journalists. Russia blocks Facebook and Twitter. The crackdown tonight inside Russia. These anchors walking off set, saying no to war, as anyone who speaks out against the war faces 15 years in prison. Assassinating Putin, the United States senator who says the only way to end this war is for Russians to kill their president. The blowback tonight. Pain at the pump. The war hits American pocketbooks with the fastest rise in gas prices since 2005 as the cost per gallon goes up 11 cents overnight. Back-to-back snowstorms. We're tracking the winter weather threat and a cabin-sized boulder blocks a highway near Lake Tahoe. And we go on the road with a grandfather's wish, granted by a caring group of students. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight it feels like the world is holding its breath after Russian troops seized the biggest nuclear power plant in Europe and now are closing in on another. The middle of the night attack on the facility sparked fears of a disaster that Ukrainian officials warned would be 10 times larger than Chernobyl. The good news tonight, there are no reports of spikes in radiation. We are also learning tonight from the Pentagon that the Russians have fired more than 500 missiles so far. Look at this video of the devastation of entire blocks of some of the country's major cities as they lay in ruins, with the head of NATO warning the worst is yet to come. And the attacks are getting even more brutal. There are reports of Russian soldiers raping women, and NATO says the Russians are using cluster bombs, which are against international law. We have team coverage tonight, starting with CBS's Charlie Daggett in Kyiv. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. In a late-night address moments ago, President Zelensky, frustrated at NATO's refusal to impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine, had harsh words to say, quote, all the people who will die starting from this day will die because of you. Nothing is off-limits to Russia's military machine, even nuclear power plants. U.S. officials say the world only narrowly avoided a nuclear catastrophe during the violent siege of Europe's biggest nuclear facility. President Volodymyr Zelensky called the attack terror on an unprecedented level. Russian tanks knew what they were firing at, he said, directly aiming at the station. After a slow start, the Russian invasion is now bearing down with fighting that is raging across the country, destroying cities, neighborhoods, and lives in its path. To the north, in Chernihiv, residential areas leveled after days of Russian shelling. This is a nightmare. How is this possible? A woman cries. Just look at this. South, to the besieged port city of Mariupol, where paramedics scramble to save the lives of civilians caught up in days of heavy fighting. A father weeps over the body of his 16-year-old son. Today, the NATO Secretary General accused the Russian military of using banned weapons. We have seen the use of... Uh... Uh, cluster bombs, which will be in, in, uh, in violation of international law. Increasing numbers of wounded Ukrainian soldiers have begun to arrive in Kyiv's hospitals as frontline fighting closes in on the capital itself. And a dramatic example of the violence and unpredictability here. Our colleagues at Sky News were ambushed on the outskirts of the city, dozens of bullets tearing through the park. attacked by a suspected Russian reconnaissance team. As fears of an all-out invasion climb, residents by the tens of thousands have swarmed the capital's train station, desperate to get away while they can. Families are torn apart, most of the men staying behind to fight. Parents try to console frightened children. Couples share one last goodbye. A father clutches a toy his eight-year-old son left behind, not knowing when they'll be together again. 
There has been a dramatic increase in tensions across the country and the city in the past 24 hours. Now, in terms of that Sky News team, uh, we're happy to report that they're all okay. I got in touch with Stuart Ramsey. He's the correspondent. He's a good friend of mine. Right after I heard, uh, he said there must have been a hundred bullets that went through that van. Uh, he did get hit. He was treated in the hospital. Uh, he and his colleagues are all safe, and they're back in the UK. Nora. War is such madness. Charlie Daggett, thank you. Well, here at home, the White House announced that Vice President Kamala Harris will travel to Poland and Romania next week, while U.S. Senators tomorrow will meet with Ukraine's President Zelensky via Zoom. CBS's Nancy Cordes has new details from the White House. Mr. Putin must stop this madness. A dire warning today from the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Another nuclear facility could now be at risk. Russian forces are now 20 miles and closing from Ukraine's second largest nuclear facility. So this imminent danger continues. U.S. officials said today they're working to determine whether Russia's attacks on civilian targets, from power plants to schools to apartment buildings, meet the legal definition of war crimes. Stability in Europe hangs in the balance. Secretary of State Antony Blinken held emergency meetings at NATO headquarters in Belgium. His first stop in a six-nation European blitz, aimed at keeping allies in lockstep. Unfortunately, tragically, horrifically, uh, this may not uh, be over soon. And so these efforts that we're making together, we have to sustain them. Here in Washington, President Biden met with the president of Finland, a country that shares an 800-mile-long border with Russia. President Obama used to say, we'd be all right if we left everything to the Nordic countries. We'd be fine. We usually don't start wars. As this war rages on, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham caused a stir by suggesting Vladimir Putin should be assassinated. The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. Does the White House have any take on that statement? Is it helpful at this point? That is not the position of the United States government and certainly not a statement you'd hear from, come from the mouth of anybody working in this administration. And it wasn't just the administration. Lawmakers on the left and the right quickly disavowed any talk of assassination. The fear is, Nora, that if Vladimir Putin feels personally threatened, he might be tempted to lash out militarily even more than he already has. Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thanks. Well, a new Iron Curtain has fallen in Russia, and this time it's an information Iron Curtain. That's why most Russians don't know what's really happening in Ukraine. The Kremlin today blocked Facebook and Twitter, and there are no independent media outlets left. CBS's Roxana Saberi reports from London. No to war was the final message broadcast by TV Rain, one of Russia's last independent media outlets. The staff then walk out, leaving behind a parting shot, the ballet Swan Lake, a nod to what Soviet Russia played in times of turmoil. A similar scene played out at Russia's oldest liberal radio station, Echo of Moscow, which says it's been forced to close. We just can say welcome to the USSR. These acts of defiance come as Russia's parliament passed a law effectively criminalizing the spread of information opposing the Kremlin's narrative on the war against Ukraine. Simply calling it a war or an invasion instead of a special military operation can lead to up to 15 years behind bars. 
The Kremlin is trying to control discontent over the war. At least 8,000 protesters have been arrested, and Russians are reeling from crushing Western sanctions. In Moscow, residents rushed to a local IKEA store just before the furniture giant joined other Western brands pulling out of the country. The shopper says, this is the first time I've seen anything like this. It feels like we're lined up to buy salt or bread in wartime. And tonight, many Russian journalists are fearing for their safety. Some have already fled the country this week. With today's legislation, others are now packing up and getting ready to go. Nora. Roxana Saberi in London. Well, there are worries about the war in Ukraine that sent stocks on a tailspin today, despite a blockbuster jobs report. All three of the major indexes, the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P, all closed down. And gas prices are taking a bigger bite out of our wallets, rising at a rate not seen since Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. Americans are heading back to work. The economy added 678,000 jobs in February, much more than expected, taking the unemployment rate down to 3.8%, a pandemic low. We've seen this uptick in hiring with the expectation that the economy is really going to be booming as we get out of this Omicron wave as we get into springtime. The job market is so hot right now, there are nearly two openings for every applicant, and that demand drove wages up. Average earnings in the U.S. are now more than $31 an hour, but the raises leveled off last month. What does that mean when it comes to demand for workers? More people are coming back into the labor force. A lot of people who retired early are unretiring. Still, the wage increases are not keeping up with inflation, which is forecast to be at 8% soon. It's especially painful at the gas pump. The national average is now almost 3.84 a gallon, up 11 cents since yesterday and 26 cents from last week. In California, where cars line up for the cheapest gas, average prices are now more than $5 a gallon for the first time ever. It's what, 5.29 today? Ridiculous. You got to remember, I'm 77 years old. I used to have a Volkswagen. I paid 32 cents a gallon for fuel. This is ridiculous. When can we see gas prices actually start to decline? Realistically, it's going to be a, you know, rough for the next six months. The demand is there, right? People are going out and they're driving again. Russia's the wild card right now. Russia is the wild card. And it's not just gas prices that are on the rise. Next week, the Fed is expected to raise a key interest rate, and that's going to make borrowing more expensive on everything from credit cards to car loans. Nora? I see you found the $7 a gallon gas. Carter Evans, thanks. Well, now to Kansas, where one suspect is in custody following a shooting at a suburban Kansas City high school. Authorities say a student shot and wounded a school resource officer and an administrator. The suspect was injured when the officer returned fire. One person is in critical condition, but the other two were treated and released. Thankfully, no other students were injured. New York City today became the latest and the largest city in the country to announce it's dropping most of its COVID pandemic restrictions as the Omicron surge winds down. Here's CBS's Elaine Cajano. Tonight, there is big news in the Big Apple. Starting Monday, businesses are no longer required to ask for vaccination cards, and masks are no longer mandated in New York City public schools for kids five and up. We have to get our economy back on track. New York 
York City, once the epicenter of coronavirus, now has a positivity rate of only 1.6% over a seven-day average. In neighboring New Jersey, today Governor Phil Murphy announced he's lifting the statewide public health emergency, which includes the mask mandate for schools and daycare centers. We are ready to move forward and not to live our lives in fear. Cases are so low in Los Angeles, officials lifted the city's indoor mask requirement today. It's about time they lift it. Back in New York City, though overall restrictions have been removed, the health commissioner still urged caution. While this COVID-19 wave is ebbing, we can't yet say that the pandemic is ending. Thank you. On Manhattan's west side, Prakash Hundalani, the owner of Mamacita Bar and Grill, says he'll continue to require proof of vaccinations. Is it worth it even if you lose business? It's worth it, yes, because protection comes first, no matter what. As for masks, here in New York City, businesses, including restaurants, are allowed to set their own policies. Nationwide, the federal government still requires masks be worn on planes, trains, and public transportation. Nora? Elaine Cajano, thank you. And the Supreme Court today reinstated the death sentence for Boston Marathon bomber Jokar Sarnayev. The court's conservative majority agreed with the Biden administration's argument that a federal appeals court was wrong to throw out a jury's death sentence for Sarnayev. The attack on the 2013 marathon left three people dead and hundreds wounded. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Police in Anderson, California, are investigating the cause of a horrific crash that sent 19 children and one adult to hospitals after an SUV slammed through the wall of a preschool and daycare center. One child was trapped into the car. At least two children are in intensive care. Tonight, forecasters are tracking wild weather from coast to coast, including back-to-back -back snowstorms. A system moving through the plains could bring snow to Minnesota and tornadoes to Iowa on Saturday. Another system behind it brings snow to the Rockies and severe weather to Arkansas and the south Sunday and Monday. Meanwhile, it will feel like summer in parts of the east with temperatures up to 30 degrees above normal on Sunday. It's expected to hit 71 in New York City and 90 in Tampa. All right, near South Lake Tahoe, California, a gigantic boulder tumbled onto a highway Thursday, shutting down traffic for more than 20 hours. Crews had to use explosives to break up the boulder. The highway opened this afternoon. Some inventions can bring untold riches, while others can bring something even more important. CBS's Steve Hartman has a story of the latter on the road. After a massive stroke eight years ago, Kevin Eubanks of Paragold, Arkansas, had a massive recovery. Today, even without the use of his left arm, he can do pretty much anything. But there was one thing that was really important to you that you could not do. Yes, hugging with two arms 
when you hug one arm, to me it wasn't real, and I miss that so deeply. Kevin says those bear hugs enveloping his grandchildren, they were his greatest joy. But over the years, he had resigned himself to never know the feeling again. Then, a few weeks ago, his daughter, who teaches occupational therapy here at Arkansas State University, introduced her dad to her class. Kevin told them how he missed those hugs. You could see it in his face and his eyes. It broke my heart because I was like, we have to do something. And so these four students did. We were all on board with it. It just needed to happen. They got together after class to invent a device. That's not going to work. A piece of adaptive equipment. It seems strong, though. Which they named the Hugger. Kevin says it was so deceptively simple, he could have never imagined the effect. That's his oldest grandson, Cope. That's a good hug. <laughs> the motion just hit me, and I, I couldn't control it. You want to give Rig a hug? Especially after Cope's little brother stepped up. Come here, young lad. Rigney was born after the stroke. Oh, that's sweet. This is the first time I've got to hug my boys. The women responsible for this moment. We just cried and cried. Hope to start a business to make hugs possible again for grandchildren everywhere. And if their first customer review is any indication, they'll be creating a lot more than profit. You can start with a two-arm hug, and I believe it could change the world. It sure did his. Steve Hartman. Love you. On the road in Paragold, Arkansas. Oh. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's guests include Secretary of State Antony Blinken and the Ukrainian ambassador to the United States. And remember that if you can't watch us live, you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Have a great weekend and pray for Ukraine. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.